Welcome to Herspiration Happy Hour. My name's Zoe and I'm your hostess with the mostest. Welcome to episode 13, Labor Days. Why? Because labor is hard work and you don't get successful in a day. In fact, it takes many days, many years. And that's what today's guest, Cece Chambers, is going to talk about. A little bit about Cece before we get started. I'm gonna just gonna, I'm gonna give her a quick bio. Uh, born Crystal Diana Korinsky, CeCe Chambers began a career in entertainment with KPFT 94.1 in Houston, Texas, with a late-night radio show on the weekends. A few years later, she rode into professional cycling before transitioning into college and university studies, which eventually led her to meeting her television mentor, Tony Toscano, as well as other personalities at ABC4 here in Salt Lake City, where CeCe was an associate producer for the morning television shows. Now, during this time period, Cece began local stand-up comedy, relying heavily on her writing and adaptability to quickly adapt to the demands of public performance. Cece is now a proponent of gender, size, and cultural diversity in film and in her own projects. Cece's show, Digital Download, is growing in popularity in its, in its third season on media outlets such as Geek Factor Media, Flash One TV, and others. Digital Download is just one of the many ways that CC keeps true to her ethos of including and encouraging submission of films and serial episodic shows made by women and those of diverse cultural background, producers, directors, and actors. <sighs> I'm not hitting on done yet. I'm just going to say more about you because I'm going to forget this. All right. CC produced Planting Daisy, a dark comedy, and it is in post and will, post-production and will be in festivals um, in the next year. She plays a co-conspirator in the demise of an abusive husband and acting in Don't Let Her Out, a horror short for Inglewood Films. Some of her current projects include producing and starring not just in Digital Download, but also a PM show, as well as producing Joystick Heroes and Interruption, which is in pre-production. She also has Fear Level, also from Inglewood Films, which won Best Horror Film at the LA Film Festival and Best Picture under $50,000 at the Utah Film Awards. All right. I need to drink now. <laughs> How about you? But since this is a happy hour podcast, we're going to get started with the happiest part of the happy hour. Cece, do you want to hand me the uh, bag there? Old bag from the liquor store. We are drinking. Now you can feel like you're really in it with us. Just, uh, brown bagging it. Brown bagging it. If it's warm, I'm so sorry. It's hot outside. This is the original house wine. This is from the original house wine brewery winery. <laughs> oh, their wine comes in boxes, bottles, or cans. We're drinking the cans right now. And they're, it's according to their website, uh, this well-balanced and food-friendly sparkler offers bright, crisp, acidity complemented by notes of green apple and citrus um it's alcohol is 11.75 percent and all it says for vineyards is american it's wine in a can so you know it's classy if you're drinking wine out of a can you don't care about the vineyards so that's what we're drinking here and hopefully it's hopefully it's going to be good we'll find out pretty we'll find out here pretty soon okay let's crack these bad boys open I'm so sorry if it was warm. It was literally only out there for 10 minutes. All right, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers to success. And that's what we're going to be talking about here is success. So, uh, so Cece, just 
Yes. We know what you do. We've, we've seen it on paper, but I want you in your own words to tell me, tell, you know, tell the listeners back there, because I know you've been a fan of, we've been a fan of you, you've been a fan of us for a really long time now. So tell us what it is that, just tell us real quickly what you do. One minute elevator pitch. <laughs> Are you Snapchatting <laughs> I'm me? Like, I'm Snapchatting you while Snapchat. we Snapchat. I'll Snapchat. What? Follow, well, first of all, follow Cece on Snapchat at? Uh, Cece Chambers. C-I-C-I-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S. Follow her at CC Chambers. Follow me at Zoe Shrug. Z-O-E-S-H-R-U-G-S. <laughs> Starting over. I, I didn't even, the wine hasn't even kicked in yet. Zoe Shrug. Z-O-E-S-H-R-U-G-G-E-D. Like, Zoe, my name, then I shrugged. Like, with my shoulders. Okay, we're going to do Snapchat here. So, while we're doing that, tell us a little bit about your, so tell us in your own words, your one-minute elevator pitch. I am a overachieving, not yet achieved, having done too much for other people type of woman. I do comedy and act and produce and direct and write. and That's it? You don't juggle? Um, I, 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 I cannot do prestidigitation. It is just not in my uh, armoire of skills. Awesome, awesome. Okay, okay, so... Start. Let's start. Let's start back in the beginning. How? What did you start doing first? How old were you when you started doing it? Then how did you get into the other things? Because nobody just wakes up one day and starts doing everything. What? What happened? What came first, the cart or the horse? The producing, the writing. What came first? Um, well, do you want the happy story or the sad story? Either or. It's up to you. It's well, your hour. Well, I grew up in. Uh, let's just say. I mean, uh, let's bring it on down, shall we? <laughs> um, I I grew up in a pretty like my my parents divorced. I'm sorry, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> uh, I ended up with my mom, mm-hmm. um, evil woman, makes Cruella DeVille look like a puppy. Oh, and you know, she uh, just not a great person, but that's okay. That's that's her that's her headstone, not yeah. mine. And um, I wanted to be in entertainment, yeah. And uh, I, w- I knew I had skills, I, yeah. knew I was smart, um, I was, I was very gifted that way. I'd sure. actually gotten a, a, a scholarship to Berkeley College of Music. Oh, cool. And um, was told I wasn't worth it. By your mom? Yeah. Well, that's that, that's just kind of the person she was. And so I grew up knowing that I had all these wonderful skills, uh-huh. but not thinking, but thinking I did not deserve any success that came from them. Well, that sucks. So then I ended up spending a couple decades making other people rich, making other people famous, making other people wealthy, putting other people through school, and building their multi-million dollar yeah. businesses. Um, even my ex-husband. Yeah. And. It got to a point where the self-esteem was so low, and I knew what I wanted to do. I did have a radio show at KPFT yeah. in Houston when I was uh, 17 and a oh, half. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, like FM radio? Like AFM, yeah. FM radio. Awesome. Uh, 94.1 KPFT in Houston. Oh, and, cool. Uh, my first ex-husband, who my parents married me off to when I was 16, <laughs> believe it or not. You got married when you were 16? Yeah, they married me off to him. He was 26. He oh, my was, gosh. That's so weird. Yeah. He's, he's still one of the most popular DJs, and he's a, an editor at the Houston Chronicle, even. And wow. A writer and editor. And um, they married me off to him because they found out that I had been sneaking out to see him. And that was all a popularity ploy. You know how that is. It's like, if I do this, if I move my queen here, then yeah. I, you know, and, but is anyway. that even legal back then? Sixteen and twenty-six was that legal back then? Yeah, Texas uh, people could get married at fourteen, and even though my grandmother tried to interfere and say she doesn't want to do this, wow. they did it anyway. And is uh, that still the law? Do you think? I don't know, but it, for him, he didn't want to get married. Neither did I. Why did so? So your parents did they like? Like, why did they make you guys get married then? They didn't want me. They were very abusive, and it was to a point where I was uh, standing up to them. Yeah. Yeah. So they, 
So you got married right. to this guy. Right. Okay. All right. And uh, instead of being able to go to the magnet school, I had to quit school. I was uh, a semester away from graduation. Graduate high school? Uh-huh. Wow. And so um, ended up getting my GED and then starting college locally instead of going to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And put myself through school and started becoming... Where'd um, you go to school at? Uh, Richland Community College, Salt Lake Community College, and the University of Utah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, became a professional cyclist. Cool. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? That's really cool. Yeah. That was that the is. one thing that I thought I could do because, um, I, you know, I'd been told I was ugly. I wasn't You're pretty. Ugly. Nobody wanted to see me. Everyone said so awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I ended up doing the one thing that I knew I could do just to prove that I could do it to myself. That's and cool. was a lot better than I gave myself credit yeah. for. Yeah. Which is something a lot of women do. Yeah. Um, they have phenomenal talent, mm-hmm. but are so taught to suppress their greatness yeah. that they don't believe in themselves. That's a bummer. And yeah. I, mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So then I retired from that, had, uh-huh. had kids. Mm-hmm. and This time you're on your second husband, right? Oh, by that time, Scott was my fourth. Fourth. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I, I know Scott. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I, after the first one, um, I, I had one that was annulled. Okay. Um, we didn't want to get married, but we ended up getting married despite his parents. Yeah. <laughs> despite his parents? Yeah. She walked in with a white wedding dress, and we were talking about it at that very moment. Hey, we really don't want to do this, you know, blah, blah. And she walks in with this white wedding dress and says, look what I bought to wear to the wedding. She's wearing a white wedding. She's got a white wedding dress to wear to your wife's wedding. Yeah. Like a, you know, like a business type of wedding dress, you know, type of thing. And Like a Hillary Clinton pantsuit wedding dress? Yeah, type of with lace and pearls and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What year was this? I'm not going to do myself that bad. <laughs> was it like ni- was it like nineties? Like so, I'm trying to picture the nineties. Yeah, it was nineties. Okay, and um, so then they, uh, so I looked at her and I went, "Well, it's a good thing mine's black." And, I'm like, <laughs> and I still have the dress. It's a gothic black wedding dress. And that's cool. I mean, that sounds cool. I, I, you know, teach her own. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, we had it annulled. He wanted to be a woman, so it wasn't going to work out. Oh. Um. I, uh. Yeah. Did he become a woman? Um, no, oddly enough, after that, he ended up staying a man and you know, I had a problem, you know, I'm not gay. Right. So I'm just kind of like, you know, my bra only holds two boobs. So there's no, there's no room for four in this relationship, <laughs> you know? And so was he, was he still like into women? Hmm? Was he still into women? Was he like a kind of, it was just into what they call cross-dressing where like some men yeah, want well, to dress do, like a woman? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that's a thing, you know, yeah. that's a thing. It's Trans, cool. It's transvestite. Right, right, right. Yeah. And he would do it when I was at work, and I would come home and like my bras are missing, you know, my panties are missing, and I'm like, um, uh, "Have you seen my thongs?" Oh my god! <laughs> you know? And you know, he he, you know, I just said, you know, I think you need to go back home. You're not quite cooked, and um, find what makes you happy. My aunt was uh, worked at East Market Lane Bryant, you know, the, the bigger lady store back. I guess this was back in the '90s, and she would say like, apparently at the end of like. The night for some nights, some there would be nights where they would close up shop, and then they would let men who were you know cross dressing, uh, they would let them come in and you know quietly buy the clothes, go in and try them on. So there was like one or two nights a month where like the mm-hmm. cross dressing men could come in after hours and they could do it like in privacy because you know, they're, they're bigger, so they need the bigger sizes. So like, it's Trent a thing. Tranny hour. What Trent? Oh my god. <laughs> so, direct all hate mail um, oh, to my MySpace. <laughs> that yeah, it's hey, but you know, I mean, like he should have told you that stuff before. I mean, it's whatever what grown adults want to do, but like that's something you tell someone before you get married. Like you're like, hey, so uh, I have this hobby, and it's 
to dress up in women's clothes. I mean, that's kind of something you probably should, like, put out there. It's cool if that's what you want to do, but you should probably tell someone like that. Yeah, yeah. it's, you know, I removed my butt hair with tape by way of having my penis taped to it. You know, what it's the f- from having talking. Oh, my God. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> some songs of lamb shirt there. Wow. Okay. That was husband number two, and that was an old. I'm guessing you all did not, you all did not have any children. Oh, hell to Okay. No. So you only have children with Scott, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I know your kids. I know, I know Scott. I remember your, your kids making their smart-ass comments at the end when we were shooting that uh, that one show or whatever. Like, your oldest son was, like, being a smart... He was being a smart-ass, yeah. That's why I can ask if it was the 90s. I know how old your kids are. Like, it's, yeah. So, okay, so now, who's husband number three, then? And okay. how'd you make it? How'd you end up in Utah if you're from Texas? Oh, yeah. Well, husband number three yeah. uh, worked at a bookstore, which uh-huh. I highly recommend if you have nerves. Yeah. Like, work at a bookstore. Um, <laughs> I was actually the personal shopper for the Bushes mm. at that bookstore. <clears throat> which Bushes? Uh, the old ones w. are like the younger ones. W. W. Okay. And um, what books did W want to read? He was very big on current affairs and history. And I she, took him more for like a picture book kind of guy, but no, he's actually really bright. He's, I know. He's just not very articulate. Yeah. And um, he's an idea man. Yeah. And he wants things explained. He mm-hmm. wants to see how the parts work. He doesn't yeah. know how to build a clock, but he can understand it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I think he was a good president. I just have to bust the balls a little yeah. bit. I, I I do think Bush was a I think Bush was a pretty good president. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I was getting letters from the White House from them and mm-hmm. from the Clintons. That's cool. So it was, it was pretty cool. And but anyway, Laura uh, discovered me in the bookstore. You can be discovered in a bookstore. Wow! Um, because she would come in looking for books. She yeah. was, she was into uh, neuro linguistic programming, child yeah. behavioral. Uh, she was a teacher, so she was into parenting and everything. Else yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And I knew she's. I knew she was a teacher. She was pretty smart. She seemed smart. Oh yeah, yeah. And she would come up asking for the oddest books. And yeah. if I happened to have seen a book that was out of place, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's out of place. It's here. Go down there. This shelf. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And she's like, how do you remember this? I, I don't know. It's visual. I just see things. Yeah. Cool. So. So from there on, um, they were regular shoppers, and you know, we had four of us in the store, an assistant manager, manager, and two floor supervisors, myself and another one that were uh, cleared, cool to be their regular people. So they weren't, um, were they pre- were they presidents yet, or they were still like he wasn't president? No, yet. he wasn't president, and I was I was pretty young. Was he um, the was he governor yet at that point? Yes. Okay. Cool. Got and it. no, was what was he before he was? Pre- I don't even know what he was before he was the president. Um, he was <laughs> just an oil man. He a businessman. He was a governor, uh, I think he did governor, he was after Ann Richards, if I remember right. This was Oh, text of, he's the governor, right? Right. Okay, so he became the, go- okay, so, okay, so you knew when he was an oil man, then he became the governor, then he became the president. Right. Okay, okay, I didn't yeah. know what he was before he was the president. Yeah. And okay. We, yeah, right before he ran, it was Ross Perot who ran. Yeah. And I knew Ross. Okay, yeah, he was the guy who, like, he, like, ran independent, right? Right, he had the big ears. Yeah, like I and like I remember. Yeah, we saw like and because we did this like case, like we did this researching on independent things. He would do videos on. He would buy like airtime, right? Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I I didn't live in the U.S. yet then, but I we've seen that. I remember like people, but people like like he like almost like became a contender, right? Oh yeah, he was. Um, he had great ideas. He was very much like uh, he believed don't like for tipping. Yeah. Like don't tip. You right. should be earning a living wage. Well, yeah, that's yeah, should, yeah. Yeah, I was a waitress when I met him, and yeah. I actually had to educate him on why he needed to tip. Well, yeah, no, you should, you, people yeah. should tip. The system of tipping is outdated and should right. be taken, you know. Interesting sidebar, though. Yeah. The guy that was arrested on his property trying to kill him. Somebody tried to kill us, dude? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, for whatever, well, his name was Mike, and he kept trying to... Uh, get to get to Ross, yeah. and Ross trusted me, so I was like his regular waitress and this, yeah. that, and the other. And I met him smelling him because I could smell his cologne, and it was like going around. I was like Flo from the <laughs> show Alice, and I was like, 
is that you? It smells good. Yeah. You know. And uh, this guy asked me out and tried to get to know me. My mom was totally infatuated, infatuated with him, but... Um, Ross Perot or the guy? The guy. Okay. Well, it turns out he called him. He's like, I'm a white tiger. You know. What's that? Some martial art thing. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't really come in handy, though, against, uh, you know, a quick hand and his balls. It just didn't work. Oh, my God. And uh, so, anyway, years later, I mean, I was like, dude, you're weird. You know, he wanted me to introduce him to Ross. And I just said, that's not happening. Right. I don't know you. Yeah, I don't know you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, um. So anyway, he was arrested years later. I was living here, in fact, when he was arrested uh-huh. uh, trying to kill Ross Perot. So weird, man. Totally weird. So, okay, so how'd you end up in Utah? So you met the guy in the bookstore, your third oh, husband. Third yeah. husband, okay. So he was a skater, and I liked his butt. What kind of skater? Like roller? Speed skater. Speed skater. Like Outdoor, ice skating? Yeah, inline. So Rollerblade. Like, oh, he was a professional rollerblader? No. so he nice. was an amateur. He was a racer on bikes, and he did inline speed skating outside. So he raced rollerblades. Yes. This is the most 90s story I've ever heard. He right. raced rollerblades. Right. Okay. And so he, you know, these are when the five wheels were, were new and nobody knew how to do those, you know. Yeah. And he has a nice cool. butt. Like, so I was like, I need to learn how to skate. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, dislocated my shoulder at that one. But anyway, started skating, impressed him. We started dating and ended up getting married. And uh, I became a professional cyclist, which kind of bugged him. What? Yeah, no, no, bro. Sorry, um, technical eruption. So, you, you, so that's when you took up cycling, right? Yeah, he got me into cycling and speed skating. I won ESA Outdoor Nationals. Oh, cool. Uh, na- uh, national Championship in speed skating and then went straight into racing bikes and became a pro two years later. That's fun. Okay, so you so you, so you skated, you raced bikes. and Okay, so you're still in Texas at this point? Yep. Okay, so then how did you come to Utah? Um, I was full of myself. Um, as most professional athletes are, mm-hmm. you think, you know, 30 miles from home, you're not married anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and I was, I was pretty bad to my ex and he was, he was a good guy. He totally didn't deserve it. Yeah. Um, the ski speed skater. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Dave, um, he totally didn't deserve it. Really great guy. He was a little jealous, you know, but, uh, cause I was achieving something he had always wanted to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I loved him enough and I met Scott Yeah, and we were just kind of friends. You had met Scott Texas. Uh, yeah, we met online in bicycling forum chat. Room. Okay. Yeah, and I had gone to a bike convention mm-hmm. for my sponsors. You know, you know yeah. how it is. You're sitting there. Yes, I love this product. Thank you very much. You know, yes, <laughs> you should use these wheels. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I I don't even own a bike. Like they hurt my ass. But continue. And. We- we can talk more about that later. There are yeah. other things you can put up your ass that feel a lot better. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> ass cycling. So you met him cycling. Well, no, he saw me. He saw yeah. me. You guys, oh, so you guys are friends because you all cycle, cycling community. Got it. Okay. Right. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. wouldn't talk to me because he thought, you're Queen Bee. Everybody likes you. I'm not going to talk to you. Really? Your ex having a problem talking to girls online? Yeah. And, <laughs> which is funny because that's how he met you. Yeah, dude. It was really <laughs> awkward. Like, I, well, I mean, like, I was like, I was like, oh, like, sorry. Like, you seem like a nice guy. Like, and by the way, it's way after him and CC are divorced. Like, like, two years ago, I'm like, and I, I've got nothing bad to say. Your ex does seem like a nice guy. And he's like, and he was very respectful when he, like, hit on me. He's like, hey, he's like, I was just wondering maybe God goes out sometime. I'm like, oh, you know, like, well, I was like, I'm actually like, kind of seriously dating someone, but thank you for that. You know, um, good luck. Like, he was, he was respectful. And your ex, he, was not creepy at all like it was very like chill how he was he's like oh great good luck you know but 
he just like went for it like online like he liked a few of my pictures then he like slid the dms so that's oh, and he, he thought you were really hot <laughs> well thanks but obviously he thought you were hot so okay maybe he's built up confidence online over the last like years maybe back then you know you couldn't it wasn't as easy to like slide into girls dms no it was a more awkward i know because he he was he was doing that when we were married oh shit Oh, okay, so back in, like, the late... I'm going I'm 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 like, to use my subject. deduction here. Back in the late 90s, he had a problem talking to you. Yeah. Okay, either online or in person. Got it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't want to compete with the ego. But then he okay. saw me in person, and he ended up coming back and going, wait a minute, was this you? Was this what you looked like? Was this what you were wearing? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, he was, like, wanting to talk, and, he, you know, he's like, well, why don't you move up here? We have a bike shop. And I was planning on going, you know, just to... Skipping over to Cali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ended up getting pregnant. Well, that's uh, one way to stay in Utah. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing you came to Utah and got pregnant. Well, I didn't come here to get pregnant. But, but you came here and that's where it happened. Yeah. That's where the magic yeah. happened. Right when I was about to leave, too. Okay. Yeah. So, ended up with kids and getting fat, miserable, depressed, and then... <laughs> that's when you and Scott got married somewhere there, I'm guessing. That's why I got Scott... That's why I got... Married to Scott. Yeah, I was pregnant, so I got married to Scott and became miserable and depressed and... <laughs> Um, went back to school and um, at the U. Yeah. Built, okay. Built or his Salt Lake. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So you went. So you were here in Salt Lake. You had your two kids, and since I know how old your kids are, I'm guessing now we're in like the about late '90s, early 2000s, right? We're in the 2000s. 2000s. Okay. Because you're yeah. Okay. So we're in 2000s now. Your former buyer Bush, he's president. You're in 2000s. You're in Salt Lake. You got your kids. You got your husband. Okay. So now we're. So then you start producing, doing this, that, and the other. Well, I was in school for writing. I was going to go. I had gotten three degrees yep. plus pre-med yeah, yeah. slick and was going to go into medicine. So I transferred up to the U mm-hmm. and um, they wouldn't, the advisor, oddly enough, a black man said that he wouldn't, he would put in my file not to refer me to med school because I have kids. That women who have kids, to quote him, don't finish things, which is stupid because you know how many residents have kids? I'm not really familiar. Like every female resident who is married has a kid by the end of her fourth year oh, I, mean, I, I mean I don't know how it was back then I know things are things are different now um I mean I could see him advising like saying hey are you sure you can do this but at the end of the day it's also your your decision because he doesn't know years. like what he doesn't know what your deal is you know like you maybe you have people who can help take care you know like I mean despite your ex's flaws he seems to be a decent dad you know like so it seems like you know at least you'd have that so it's not like oh you're a single mom you've got like no one to help you out so yeah that's a bummer I can't believe you said that so you went with writing instead you went like writing yeah. route yeah um, uh, my degrees were at Slick were uh, English creative writing um, general education mm-hmm. and psychology well fun so okay, I was cool, like cool. alright so I'll go for this route and then I'll go into med school and then we got divorced and I went through all of my credits and all of my stuff for my English degree, except for a foreign language, which to me, University of Utah, stupidest requirement on the planet. And you have to have foreign language. Yeah, and it's the only school in the state that requires. Really, it. mine you had to have one too. Yeah, it's and it was stupid. it was stupid. It's like I took two semesters of Spanish, and I still like I was all I learned in high school. Like, and we all it was just was hola. Yeah, and I, I just... Donde esta el ATM? That's, no, like, no. that's all I was able to do in Spain. I was like, hey, I went over there. I was like, oh, I got two semesters of Spanish and, you know, at the college level, four, two years in high school. Donde esta el ATM? Hola, gracias. That was literally... I did, however, one time, Miss Sherman, my high school Spanish teacher, can be proud. because like high school Spanish. I wasn't like... I don't know if you... You might find it's hard to believe, but I was kind of a smart ass. I wasn't anywhere near the valedictorian. No. You? 
Yeah, I know, right? Surprisingly, I wasn't at that studio. So I was like, this guy and I, we I remember we were third hour. Miss Sherman, she was old. We thought she was old as hell. She's probably like, she's probably only 50. We thought she was ancient because we were like 17. And she's like, what does everyone want their Spanish name to be? I'm like, I'm going to be Margarita. And he's like, I'm going to be Jose. And we were like, like high five each other. She's like, oh, you're real creative here. She's like, she looks at me. She's like, your sister already did that two hours ago. And I'm like, whatever and so I remember just like I that was the thing she'd have to be like Margarita Jose and the guy next to us would he found something similar to Cuervo Margarita Jose Cuervo and we'd high five each other in the morning we thought we were that cool but I did ask somebody to borrow a pen in Spain in Spanish so um, I asked if I could have a pen in Spanish in broken Spanish so I did learn something so thank you Miss Sherman hour three from Margarita I did I did well. And I asked to use the bathroom and the ATM a few times. So I thank you. You educated me. Which explains why when the song Bottoms Up comes on, you are all about it. But what about what? Bottoms Up? Bottoms, bottoms up. up Margarita drinking. Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm an equal opportunity drinker. I don't discriminate or play or hate. I just, I, I equally imbibe in all kinds of alcohol. I'm not an alcohol bigot. Um, <laughs> wait, was it Bottoms Up? No, what was that? That's Trey Songs, right? I think so. I think so. But you know what else he sings? Um, he's like, uh, I, well, all that I prescribe is cranberry and vodka. And so, you know, like, as so I went, because I got my PhD, I was a little bit cocky. This is three years ago. I got vanity license plates that said Dr. Z. And so I put a thing of cranberry and vodka on my bumper, and it put, like, Dr. Z, then cranberry and vodka. And I, like, put, like, hashtag, all I prescribe is cranberry and vodka. I thought I was really cool. That was, like, two weeks before my car got jacked, so. But that's a great, see, to me, that's funny. Yeah, That's funny is. as fuck. It is, and so, but yeah, so no, I so I all all kinds of alcohol and the Spanish, but the Spanish language thing again, like I said, sucks. So, so you, so you basically you majored in English, is what you're saying, right? Okay, and, creative know, writing, yeah, yeah, all right. and finding basically the whole degree went circled around finding hidden messages, hidden mess. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and um, in books and stuff, right? Right, because okay. you know you have your you have your narrator, then uh-huh. you have your omniscient. Even if you have a whatever narrator you have, there's still an omniscient that goes over the whole story. Then there's your inner dialogue which is your experiences going oh, yeah. to your, your reading. Yeah. And then there's always a contextual message that the author is trying to put through. Right. That it's a very quiet narrator that most people aren't even aware of. Very so, cool. Very cool. So it's one of those. And so I did that. And at the end of it, I was having to take Spanish or some foreign language. I tried Italian, failed miserably. It's so hard. Oh, it's, it's one of those things. My argument was, I said, everybody in my classes are either Italian uh-huh. or return missionaries. Yeah. I don't have this type of time. And in Italy, they, I went there two years ago. They all speak English. And you can use really broken Spanglish with like one Italian word. Excuse me. Don't they start L-A-T-M. Like, right. and you hold up the MasterCard. I guarantee you hold the language. All you need to speak over there is MasterCard and Visa. Right. And yeah. that was my point. I was like, so yeah. let's go out to the quad. Anybody who's not taking their own native right? language as their foreign language credit, let's see if we can find 10 people that can actually write a narrative. Mm-mm. And I, it just, it bugged me. But anyway, I had run out of, of uh, student loan. Yeah. And had to take all my Spanish at once. But so I was trying to eke in other things. I'm like, okay, what else can I learn? Yeah. So I was learning how to write with pictures. Oh, fun. Which is, you think, what? Like the picture behind us here yeah. is a Paris and the Seine. But the thing is, though, is um, you can't, it, it doesn't really tell a story. We know it's night. We know uh-huh. it's supposed to be romantic. Yeah. But it's not telling us a story. There's, no, not, not. there's nothing going on. Well, there is an art of writing and right. photography where one picture can tell a story. Because a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah. That looks at this. Mm-hmm. 
can only see that story no matter what their background is. That's cool. Yeah, because the universal language, yeah. Right. And so we, that is one of the things I did. And then from there, it went into studying film and ballet and stage and then cool. production and ended up uh, an associate producer at uh, uh, the ABC station here, Channel 4. Oh, cool. Is yeah. that, uh, was that, did, are they the ones that do Good for Utah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, with Nisha and, and everybody. And we're, and so I started doing that. I met Tony, started doing the production. I produced a Ghost Hopping for Marcus the Comedian. And, oh, cool. What's Ghost Hopping? Um, it was his uh, ghost hunting show that he was trying to get picked up. So we did a pilot plus one. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, try, he wanted to do Did that. he find any ghosts? No. They wouldn't talk to him. They what? You know, ghosts have a sense of humor. And <laughs> was he a douchebag and they wouldn't talk to him? I, I don't know. He wouldn't. He didn't want me coming along at the end of it because everywhere I went, we would pick them up talking to me. Mm-hmm. And he would try to talk to them and they, they wouldn't say anything. And so he was just like, I don't want it to be about you. And I'm like, it's not. I'm sitting here quietly. <laughs> you know. I talk to dead people. I see dead people. Right. That's and, a bummer. That's so, it's sad. Yeah. The, so the ghost hunting did not work out for him. Yeah, that's his business. You know, whatever. I mean, just, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I made it, gave it to him. There you go. There you go. So, so, okay, so you produce ghost hunting. You're producing for, um, and for our viewers here, are not from the great uh, Salt Lake region, um, the ABC, um, it's, it's one of our major, obviously, one of our major channels out here. And so the shows I was referencing, like Good Things Utah, all those kind of things, it's a pretty big deal. So that's, I mean, that's, a, that's so you obviously had your foot in the door with the, all the local production stuff. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was very fortunate in starting Above the Line. Yeah. And I don't know if people, your listeners know what Above the Line, Below the Line Oh, yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Um, but I was very fortunate in starting Above the Line. Yep. And uh-huh. knowing some very key people. Yeah, that's all, that, it's all about the people you know. I exactly. totally get that, yeah. And then um, getting to know those people, then you hear everything about the below the line people. Yeah. And who to work with, who to not to work with. And a lot of people don't understand this. They think that just because they're an actor and they pick up a camera, oh, I'm going to start doing this. Well, good for Wait, you. they're an actor and they pick up a camera? Like, if you have an actor or somebody who's like, they've been an extra, which we know a lot of those, they're an extra and then all of a sudden they pick up a camera and they, they call themselves a producer. <laughs> and then they think that you just jump that line. There's where, no, you know, they beg for actors and actresses all the time, like a hundred, hundred and fifteen dollars a day to come be an extra on this thing for like twelve hours. No, I could like go out and beg for spare change in front of the liquor store. No, yeah, you're right. not like an actress if you're an extra. No, that's not a thing. Like, and then you're not a producer if you pick up a camera. Yeah, right, exactly. It's yeah, not a thing. And and there are a lot of people, and bless their hearts, they're learning. I had to learn because I I didn't yeah. go to school for filmmaking, but I learned filmmaking that's in school. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and then I had that trial by fire. I had a mm-hmm. very, very steep learning curve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, I learned what to do. And, you know, I fucked up for, can I say that? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, no, we're not like we're not getting twice. yeah we're not like getting into like we're, we're I'm like I'm like as long as we keep it away from like graphic sex things we're pretty good. We I dropped the f bomb here a few times. All right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I you know learned and you know screwed up several times and just kept going and kept going and kept yeah. learning and picked up books and watched seminars, took online classes. You know, like those people have those like online seminar classes. Yeah. And, 
looked at what other people were doing, yeah. looked at how things were done, and just went from there. And I, I wanted, I love it, but I got the, I got into comedy. Where was I? You picked up comedy. And oh yeah. So it. at the same time that I was producing and yeah. trying to do the ghost talking yeah. thing, and I met Marcus because I was doing open mic. Yeah. And where are you doing open mic? At? Uh, I was doing it at Wise Guys. Oh, Wise Guys. Yeah, that's yeah. a big comedy uh, club out here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, doing it at other open mics around here. And, you know, I videotaped myself, which I guess was a big no-no. They're like, you're a nobody. You don't, you know, you're not supposed to watch yourself. Who are you to have a camera? And I'm like, I am learning. You're videotaping yourself so you can, like, see, like, what you can do to get better. And people exactly. are mad about that. Right. Yeah. Because in this, as you know, in the state, you're a woman. You have to have permission. I, you you don't succeed. We don't ask permission, but yeah. apparently you need permission to succeed or to I excel. Yes, so which is why wise guys is called wise guys <laughs> and not wise people uh, or wisdom. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, they I I learned really quickly what worked, what didn't work. Uh-huh. And oops, sorry about that. That was my alarm saying coming out. You're supposed to be with Zoe. And um, so. I learned really quickly what to do, what not to do, right, yeah, yeah. what was going to work, what wasn't going to work, and I started doing really well. Yeah. And then started, uh, since I was doing the TV production, I thought, let me cut my teeth on this, and mm-hmm. I had a little comedy show, which um, Mr. Stubbs did not find funny. Who's Mr. Stubbs? He's the owner of Wise Guys. Oh. I'm the godfather of comedy in Utah. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I was like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> um, that's not saying a lot. And there are people in cement shoes because of you too, but that's okay. Yeah. <gasps> um, but other than that, I, I, I did that, and it, it wasn't a success. It sucked ass, but, yeah. you know, it's what it is. And then I ended up um, do, producing more shows, and I produced, like, Doc Bot, which was a reality veterinary series. And oh, it's so cute. I know. I got to pet a kangaroo. Wow. I know. They hit. Really? They do kick. It's just like the, you know, the Tom and Jerry cartoons and, and the Bugs Bunny cartoons with the, you know, Elmer Fudd and the, and the kangaroo. I'm not familiar, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, well, there's reruns. Catch it. Um, but so the, car- the cartoon kangaroos kick, yeah? Yeah, they Okay. Kick. But it's true. They kick. They box. They hit. Yeah. Okay, I've heard about kangaroos boxing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really do do that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So kangaroo thing. All right. So, uh, yeah, so I did, I, did, I, did, I did a little bit of online stuff. All right. So kangaroo thing. Okay. Kangaroo did a little bit online TV. Oh, no. It was actually, it was picked up down in uh, Southern Utah, too. Oh, fun. Yeah. For, like, one of their, like, networks? Right. And I'm actually bundling as, you know, I keep my word to people. Yeah. And so I'm bundling and making a, um, a sizzle. Yeah. And a friend of mine, um, Mariah Mayer, yeah. is, um, like, the Steve Irwin of Animal Planet. Mm. And she's a friend of mine, yeah. and she's taking that to the boardroom to see oh, if they want to pick it up. And if fun. that's great, then I'm going to be like, great, I'll sell it to you. Now I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So you've done a lot. Now, I remember, now, you had your own show from I remember. What was your show about? Um, my show's Digital Download. That's what it was. Right. And I was trying hard not to compete with Talking Pictures. I was just doing stuff that had already come out when it was about to hit DVD or yeah, yeah, digital. Yeah. And I was handling everything that was online, Netflix yeah, originals, things yeah. like that. And um, because the studio, um, the, the Talking Pictures studio had moved so many times, yeah. it was so hard. I'd have to tear the studio down because yeah. I was their in-house producer. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would tear the studio down, then move, and then that was putting me weeks and weeks behind. Yeah. So now we're, I'm rebooting that, which is actually kind of good because now I'm reformatting it. Yeah. And I'm like looking at it going, uh-huh. Yeah. You know, there's, I know, I, yeah. 
if you ever need someone come join you, I was like snark at the cinema where I'm just like an asshole about movies. So just like, have you seen The Quiet Place yet, by the way? No, I saw the, the trailers and I was like, I'll pass. You should have passed. Rob was like, oh, let's go see it because my boss said it was good. No, they should have stayed quiet. Like uh, the whole the whole movie, like it was the worst movie. The only time things got excited is if somebody drops me in a theater. It was so terrible. I mean, I said I wrote a blog. I actually wrote a blog. I, I got a Rotten Tomatoes account just so I could write like a lengthy diatribe about how that was two and a half hours of my life. I can't get back. I have to, I'll, I'll help you. I'll be snark at the cinema. Yes, there you go. Well, I don't understand with that one. It was like, why didn't they just move? Who? Them move? Yeah. Because the aliens. I, I still don't know. Like it was very, it's very complex. It's, um, what's the other one I just recently saw? This is, this is how it ends where it's like the good looking guy from a uh, divergent, but like, and then Forrest Whitaker and it starts out good. Then there's really no, it's just, just devolves into a complete train wreck. Awful. Netflix. Yeah. Awful. Um, I mean, Netflix had some good movies. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. So yeah, I completely get it. So you're going to start back up digital download. Yeah. Yep. I am. And a couple of things I'm working with, I'm developing a reality series, which I have, um, a financier talking to on my projects. Fine. What's reality series going to be about? Um, it's around Moda. It's called Motivated. Oh, cool. Moda Talent Agency. And it's about their talent and oh, cool. the people who like, like us, we, yeah. we give up. I'm not, we, we don't give up. We give up things. Oh. For what we I was about to say, I haven't really given up. Yeah. No, 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 no. We sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we're the people that sacrifice, you know, nights out because yeah. we have to edit. Or, oh, yeah. you know, okay. we, or the dancers who spend hours and hours every day dancing but don't have that normal teenage life. You know, I guess so, yeah. And you know, people think that it happens overnight. Nothing happens overnight. Exactly, and yeah, and that, nothing happens overnight. And we're gonna remember that because we're gonna ask you here in like literally one second. Quotes for success. Nothing happens overnight. Yeah. Well, that's really neat. That I cannot wait. And oh, by the way, everyone, don't forget. Um, to, if you haven't, um, if you're not already following us, follow us on social media at Herspiration. H e r s p i r a t i o n on twitter instagram all that kind of stuff twitter and instagram and our facebook because we're gonna put links to all of cc stuff on there so just don't forget that um and so you can check out all of her projects we're gonna be tweeting them as well so get on our twitter herspiration yeah just get on the twitter and instagram the social media so you can find us there's nothing else herspiration there's hairspiration we're not hairspiration but uh so don't forget we will be showing um clips of all these things all right cool so your reality so that that's really that's the yeah, really reality thing yeah one, and um the cia gave me permission or they gave me the scripts yeah. and permission to remake a film oh cool yeah and i really want to tell the world what it is but i don't you know because you know you don't tell anybody until you do it because real hustlers move in silence yeah and I'm excited because it's like, how many people do you know that the CIA... First off, how many films do you think the CIA owns? How many films they own? Right. They, they, they don't own that many, but they own this one. And they own the Ben Affleck one? No. Where he like... Where, I don't remember the name, but like I saw it. Like where he like went and did the hostage negotiation in Iran. He pretended to be a producer? Oh, yeah. Okay, so anyway, so they own, they own this film. They own the film that they gave me the rights to. Not only did they send me the script, but they it was serendipity. It was complete serendipity because I was researching. The film itself is in public domain. Yeah. The script and the rights are not. Oh, wow. And I was searching for the script because I wanted to redo a scene for a reel. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I really want the script. I'm searching the internet high and low. I'm going up to the university because, you know, we have the deep web there. I'm like on the deep web trying to find the script. Nada. Not a thing. Not a whisper. I'm like, what the fuck? 
So I, I contact the Library of Congress, I contact the National Archives, the Library of Congress is like, yeah, we're familiar with the film, but we don't have the script. Try the National Archives. I try the National Archives and they're like, oh, we don't have it, but you know who might know where it is because of the type of film that it is? Contact the CIA. Wow, okay. So I wrote and I'm like, yada, 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 yada. And he goes, you know, you're not gonna believe this. I mean, I have these emails, I'll show you. He wrote, he goes, you're not gonna believe this. That script hit my desk yesterday. Really? Because someone um, knew you were Googling about it. I don't know. He said, it, it's, you know, hundreds of pages. We were going to catalog it. Yeah. And he goes, it's serendipitous. Yeah. And he goes, I'll tell you what. We weren't going to do it to the end of the month, but I'll have my gal work on it. Here's her contact information. Keep in touch with me and her. We'll get it to you. Like, eight days later, the script... Four, three or four versions of it, 385 pages of script and production notes and director's notes Yeah, come over. That's cool. And and he's like, what are you going to do with it? And I said, well, I want to make it. And Into a movie, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, just the way it is? And I went, well, no, I'm going to add some things to it that might be contemporary. And yeah. Let's just say... Poignant. Cool. And he just said, I love it. He goes, because of you, I actually went and watched the movie. He goes, it was actually extremely progressive for the time. What what time was like what time frame? Years? Um, I don't want to give it away. It was it was it was during Decades. one of the wars. One of the wars. We'll go with that. Okay, one of the wars. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Because if okay. I say anything, I'll give it away. I'm excited though. No, so basically we're excited. So basically we got a secret project coming up. Yeah. Right. All right. And so they uh, he's like, What do you want to do? And I told him, and he's like, Okay, you have permission. Cool. That's awesome. That's really great. Yeah, I'm happy. Okay, so we got your we got your secret project coming up and all that stuff. Now we've I know you told me one, and so but basically in this segment we you know well, this is Herspiration Happy Hour. One thing people do at Happy Hour, well they do shots, and so the shot the shots a lot of times you know the shots the fancy ones they have ingredients. So we want to know if you're oh, making the it for me because I was going to make shots at people. You no, I'm kidding. If, we're, if you're going to make the perfect shot of success, what are your three ingredients? So basically, what are your top three tips for success? Um, are we should I genderify it or no? No, 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 because we got listeners. Yeah, I'm sure Jennifer. Oh, yeah, I know that the first one was uh, like something doesn't come quickly, right? Like, right. Oh, um, you then, know, yeah, go for it. You want to gender it? Yeah, nothing happens overnight. That's right. the first one. Okay, yeah. You know, everybody, there's a lot of people that say that. And there's going to be times where you give up because you're not going to have people who back you up. I mean, yeah. I'm that person with who takes up 10 people that has been helping other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now when I look around to see who's with me to help me, I don't see anybody mm-hmm. but me, mm-hmm. my shadow, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And I scare myself because I'm like, how do I help myself? But you can't give up. You can't. Because there ain't no one else behind you, yeah. Right. And you hear the cliche, if you look at an obstacle, it's an obstacle and it's stopping you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Fuck that. Look at, for and a way to get into a way of finding solutions yeah. is to look for a silver lining in everything. And what's funny, what I love about comedy is even though I have a really dark, twisted sense of humor, yeah. I find something funny about everything. That's Totally cool. Everything. And that's and, important, yeah. Yes, well, yeah, especially... You have to be buying life, yeah. Yeah, especially seeing people die every week. It's kind of like... Oh, that's yeah. But yeah, it's like... Because you work at a hospital now, yeah. Right, yeah. And I'm like, well, at least their worries are over. <sighs> you know. Yeah. Imagine how young they're going to look on the other side, you know. <laughs> um, but never give up. Yeah. And, and look for a silver lining. And don't look at that problem. Don't mm-hmm. look at the wall thinking, oh, it's it's an impediment. 
you got to think there's something on the other side that I want. How am I going to get it? You know, and if somebody's telling you, well, you have to go over that wall. Well, fuck them. Go under it. Go around it. Break through it. Tunnel through it. Right. Nothing says you have to go the same way somebody right. else did. True. No, and exactly. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, and it's just like comedy and making film and everything here, like in Utah. And we're so secluded that I can use this as a perfect example. Yeah. It's a bubble. Where instead of like working for years as a comedian that may or may not get a shot because there's so many people out there and to make it, you have to tour all the time. All the time, yeah. All the time. And other people are making YouTube videos trying to be YouTube famous. Everyone's trying to be YouTube famous. Right. Insta famous. But if... But that really doesn't do anybody who really has talent no. and is going to stick to it for more than a minute any justice. Everyone's knocking at the door, but you got to figure out where's the unlocked window. Right. And yeah. the stuff we used to say in bike racing, the most talented people are the ones working in 9 to 5. Yeah, exactly. And so help those people. Yeah. Open doors when you can. Make connections. Make connections. Yeah, it's all the connections. Put, put the yeah. plug in the wall. You know, yeah. somebody's a wall, somebody's a plug. Put them together. Electricity's gonna happen. That is that. Oh, I like that. That's really cool. Okay, so um, ba- so okay, so we obviously so we love everything. We thank uh, Cece. Thank you so much for coming to join us on Herspiration Happy Hour. Um, for those of us listening back home, don't forget to follow us on social media. We'll have links to all of Cece's projects. You can follow her, see what she's working on, and um, yo, uh, she'll. I know that in her uh, uh upcoming uh digital download her her vlog what do you want me to call it? no it's a show show it's the show. show it's a show her internet show um she's gonna have some great reviews coming up because there's a lot of stuff out there so check out uh digital download check out all of her other works and she's got projects are you doing comic-con again this year um you know i don't think i'm gonna go so yeah because it's a one yeah uh, one time once and one and done yeah i'm i'm tired of like smelly I, I, crowded well, I, you know, I see friends and celebrities yeah, but, you know, there are people who don't shower. and it's so gross. I have to bite my tongue because I am getting a little popular. I'm not yeah. to be full of myself. Yeah. You know, I can't always, like, do comedy about people, you know, testing the tensile strength of spandex. But they, but the, it's true. Like, I'm just, it's it's weird. Like, the things people wear, it's it's weird. Yeah, and when they say know your role. Oh, God, that, that has, yeah. like, a triple entendre there. It do, like, that it does. That it does. Yeah. Um, and Comic Con, it's like the like the weirdos emerge from their mom's basement twice a year for like their biannual gathering. It's like the mecca for these people. That's they come how out. Yeah. That, oh God, yeah. <laughs> it smells so bad. No, I don't blame you for not going. We, that the year I saw you, that was my first, last, and only. I'm glad to say I'm done. I you looked cute, but that's that's about it. So again, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and check out the house wine. It might be in your liquor store, it might not. It is here in Utah, so that probably means it's other places. Um, cause we only, we don't have a big variety here. Uh, so we'll talk to you soon. Stay tuned for episode 14 with my co-host, Dr. Pamela Gurley out there in Baltimore. Have a great week and as always stay happy. Hey, hey, we off the patrol.